You are now tuning into the Jesus 3 podcast, a platform where we come together to tackle real life issues with the truth. Jesus overcame the world and so will you. Here's your host, Chandis. Hi guys, and welcome to the Jesus 3 podcast, episode two, Making Peace with the Mirror. I have two awesome, amazing uh, women that I'm going to bring on board with me, and we're really going to dive into this particular topic where we talk about self-esteem, self-image, some of the trials that we've all had to experience, and how this all ties into this thing called agape love, God's agape love. But I thought I would share just my take on it really quickly, and then we're going to bring these ladies on, and let's have um, a real open dialogue about it. Love and value are a pair. And in order for you to love yourself, you need to first value yourself. Every person is created to be loved because we all need to be valued. But sometimes we'll find ourselves in a position where we try to take value because we don't feel valued. All of us have done things a time or two that was outside of our character to get other people to see our value. Don't believe me? How many of us have brought a dress, ladies, And we just knew it was too revealing or it wasn't the best size for us. And why do we do it? Because we wanted someone to look at us and place value on us, even if it was something you knew wasn't authentic. But you settled for a counterfeit for a moment of value. Somewhere, your perception of love became distorted and you lost your value. This is a very real problem for many of us, and I'm not just being exclusive to the body of Christ. We can't move out on faith because we don't truly believe we are loved by God. And not this generalized love that we like to talk about. No, I mean a personalized message that God loves every hair on your head. That he cares about every struggle you're presently dealing with. And that he cares about every tear you've cried. We kind of come up with this counterfeit generic idea of his love that causes us to be afraid, afraid to move from a place that we've settled in. And whether that place that we've settled in is Lodi Bar or not, we kind of get comfortable there. You can't move because you think if you make a mistake, God won't love you anymore. And somehow, your value has now diminished. But when's the last time you had a true revelation about how your father, God, feels about you? I mean, your fear is replaced with boldness and confidence when you know that you know that God really loves you. So why are so many of us struggling to see ourselves the way God sees us? Is it because we're too broken and condemned to look at ourselves in the mirror? I mean, let's think about it. Can we pinpoint a time in our own lives, a moment in time, that caused us to question our value? Was it caused by something that we did? Or was it an effect of someone else? And do you truly understand that your inability to value yourself has prohibited you from your peace, purpose, and destiny? And your purpose and destiny has been around far longer than the moment you lost your value.
let me share this with you. If I can be completely honest, if you don't have confidence in private, you will not have power in public. Because, let's face it, you can't be relevant if you haven't come through some things. And you really won't appreciate opportunities until you've blown a few. Now let me introduce my guests and let's open up the floor. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, right now on the line with me, I have the wonderful and brilliant Amber Taylor. And in a few seconds, I'm going to uh, give her so she can talk about her business venture, which would be between Marketplace and Ministry, what she does, um, give a little history about her background. I chose her in particular because not only is she... Um, a freelance makeup artist, but she also has a background in uh, mental health, which I thought would be interesting, an interesting standpoint for this particular topic, which again, we are handling making peace with the mirror. So uh, without further ado, allow me to introduce Amber. Amber, say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Sean, just for having me um, today. I'm super excited to talk about this topic. Um, but first and foremost, I just want to introduce myself. Um, my name is Amber Taylor. I am a professional freelance makeup artist located here in Long Island, New York. I specialize in beauty and bridal. I also have a background in mental health. I have a degree in psychology, and I worked in mental health with youth and families for over the last five years. And I'm also in the process of just building up community and ministry about inner beauty. Awesome. And um, while we're talking about that, how can, let's first t uh, target the marketplace. How can someone get in touch with you if they wanted to, you know, get a consultation, book you for bridal, for any sort of, uh, you know, event that they had to do? Okay. So I'm a big social media person, I believe, and the marketing that's out there. So I have all my handles as Amber Taylor Artistry. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can connect with me through Messenger, through email, through text messages. All my information is out on my um, social media handles. So I'm pretty flexible with how I am able to be contacted. Um, I also have intake forms if you click the links in on my social media. So there's a lot of ways you can get in touch with me. Awesome. So now let's dive into um, this new thing that the Lord has blessed you with. What would be that handle? How can we go and check that out? So my, I guess you can call it my ministry, but it's basically just building up community. It's called Your Sacred Beauty. And it's really my God-given vision and dream, mixing the outer beauty of my makeup artistry and the inner beauty of our inner beauty from, and that is you can find that on Instagram as well as Your Sacred Beauty. I also have a Facebook group. There's Your Sacred Beauty. You can find that as well on Facebook. And on those platforms, it's basically just a platform to inspire and encourage and empower women to embrace their inner beauty while connecting it to the outer beauty. Awesome. And also, uh, it is I am aware that you have an event coming up. So let's get into that a little bit. What is, does that entail? So I decided to do my first ever live event for everyday women. I have been getting a lot of inquiries about do you teach classes? Do you teach everyday women makeup, 
from a lot of the women that I work with daily, um, when they book me for regular makeup appointments, women who follow me, they've been following my journey and my growth. So I decided that this summer I will do the event for that. And that is called the Art of Natural Beauty because that is my aesthetic and that's what I specialize in, in soft natural glam. I decided to create this event for everyday women who is looking to utilize the makeup that she already currently owns or maybe even grow her makeup kit. But it's basically Mm -hmm. for the woman who wants to learn how to achieve a full coverage natural makeup look because it's kind of... it's something that's a little tricky. You know, you think naturally, you may think light makeup, but there's ways to actually achieve longevity and last long, long, long lasting makeup that is full Mm -hmm. coverage that may cover any imperfections, any blemishes that still is very natural and feels lightweight. So that's the whole purpose of the class. The class also is to connect women as well. um, Just to, uh, to create an environment where we can, come and have a nice girls night out and and discuss Mm -hmm. beauty and feel beautiful and learn new things so I'm super excited about it because I just want it to be something that feels like not your typical girls event but something that can really feel like this really helped me this really changed the way I looked about myself or how I feel about myself or I'm gonna go home and try something new Right. Okay, ladies. So you hear that you can get the link and all the information on Amber's social media handles. I'm sure she has the link in her bio on her Facebook page as well. You can go there. It's it's an Eventbrite um, link. I'm definitely going to be there. Um, But you guys don't know, maybe some of you do. So when I did my photo shoot, I used Amber and she did an awesome job. She made me feel super comfortable. She's totally talented. She understood the vision. And she made it really come to life. So I appreciate her immensely for it. And she's just a a wonderful soul. Easygoing and very just overall kind. So she makes you feel comfortable when you are sitting in for a session with her. So that is that aspect of things. So now let's dive into the whole topic of making peace with the mirror. As I was speaking with the other young lady when I did her interview, we kind of dived into what it's like for young women to um, have issues with their body image because I can't think of a young woman or a woman in general at some point in their life where they really just didn't feel comfortable in their own skin. So let me give you the floor and what would you say to a young woman that's kind of battling how she feels when she looks at herself in the mirror? So for the young women now who... Basically, all I can start with is my journey. Um, For myself, about Mm -hmm. five, six years ago, I was just in a place from traumatic events that I just experienced due to a bad relationship and just life experiences that made me feel unbeautiful on the inside. Now, I never necessarily felt like, oh, I hate my eyes or I hate my nose or things about my physical features, but... I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel value. I didn't feel beautiful. I felt very just um, ugly on the inside. And I remember looking at myself like, this is not who you are. I don't know this woman anymore. So Mm -hmm. for the young women who are struggling, because a lot of the things that we don't like about ourselves come from those inner parts of ourselves that project outward that we, um, you know, we see, you know, so a lot of people grow up 
hearing different things about themselves or experiencing different traumatic events or childhood experiences that just kind of chip away at our self-esteem and chip away at our self-worth, at our self-value, the way that we feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, If we do have any knowledge of how we're made in God's image, all that is taken away, you know? So right for the for the young girl who was struggling with that, I was there firsthand where I felt like, God, I need something that is healthy, that's going to make me feel beautiful, something that I'm going to love myself because the things that I was doing out in the world to get some sense of self-worth and self-value actually was just putting me deeper in a pit. So for the young women, wow. like I know what it feels like to be out here trying to turn for all different directions just to feel good about yourself, whether that be making yourself up a certain way or dressing a certain way or doing certain things, hanging out with the wrong people, you know, really just being lost mm-hmm. in a sense because you want to feel good about yourself. Right. So I know what that feels like. And um, I can say that it's definitely a journey. It's something that never stops. And that's the one thing I really like to encourage that. It's all a a process. It's all a journey. Um, I'm still on this journey. You know, as you you grow and as you mature, Uh there's new levels of your self-worth that you're like, whoa, I didn't know that that was still there or I still thought about myself that way, you know? So, um, right. It's definitely nowadays with social media and so many different outlets to compare ourselves to. You know, I I often think about Absolutely. growing up in the 90s and early 2000s. All we had was music videos to compare ourselves to the women. And yes. back then, I look at those videos and I appreciate those women and the videos because they had their real bodies and natural hair and stuff like that. It wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't so much that you see nowadays, right? The pressures they face and now. And I often mm-hmm. feel bad because I do hear stories of young girls, 12 and 13, feeling unworthy of themselves because they have all this access to compare themselves to things on the internet, things on social media, um, things they hear on the radio and TV. And I just often think, like, how bad... Um, you know, that those feelings of comparison and not feeling good has to be on top of just the natural everyday things that we see, right? The everyday struggles, struggles right. as just, you know, going to school and, and seeing the popular kids or seeing the girls who have boyfriends and things mm-hmm. like that, because that's naturally where that comes from. Or seeing a sibling or a family right. member who may seem like they look better than you or they're treated better than you, because that's where all start so they have all that extra on top all that pressure on top of them so it Mm -hmm. is it's amazing to me because it's going to require more work from us as the women who are older to help the younger generation really fight through to embrace themselves and how they were created to be and it's funny that you mentioned that because what I discussed um, recently was uh, self-love has a lot and has a lot to do with um, a full revelation of God's love for us. And it's not this abstract thing that God loves the trees, the birds and everything. No, it's really making it a personalized thing that God loves each and every one of us. 
And what happens is because we don't have that full revelation, it causes our, the way we value ourselves to be significantly diminished. So you would almost equate this, this uh, self-esteem with, you know, the level to which we value mm-hmm. ourselves. And uh, it's very funny that you touched on, you know, what these young girls are going through in the comparison of like a Kylie Jenner or something like that, where it's like at 19, she's already had like $50,000 worth of plastic surgery. And it's no shade or anything towards her. That's her personal preference. But we really need to, whether it's the 17 year old or the 55 year old woman, we really need to just get this whole momentum going and come out on these platforms like your sacred beauty and here on the Jesus three and really just talk to people about what it is to love yourself, what it is to understand how much God really loves you, not loves Amber, loves Shandice, like not this, you know, he loves everybody and somewhere we fall Mm. into the cracks. So I think that's very vital. Um, I had a young woman talking about her experiences with relationships and how it, how she didn't value herself and certain things that she allowed. And I'm sure all of us at some time have indeed gone through that. And especially when you're in a romantic relationship and you go through something hard like that, you kind of, you take a hit mm-hmm. and it causes you to start to question yourself like maybe I'm not pretty enough maybe you know like these things happen to me because xyz um I'm not sure if that's your testimony but I know I've dealt with a lot of women that have at a time or two more than once once dealt with that and that's a a strong thing a stronghold that a lot of us have to yeah um so yeah basically that that is my testimony as well I you know I got into the purpose of beauty and where I'm at as a makeup artist with the um, building your sacred beauty from that place of needing to love myself because I was in a toxic relationship where the things that happened to me just left me in such a dark place that when I looked at myself, Mm. I just didn't, I felt like, Amber, you're not loving yourself. This is not how you treat yourself. And the things that were happening to me just made me completely feel like unvaluable. It made me feel damaged. And I knew I needed something to level myself because I was just basically um, self-defeating. You know, I was self-destructing the things that were happening. Mm -hmm. And I know that is a lot of young women's um, testimony. And the scary part of it is that we're not really conscious of these things until major life experiences happen. Where you're like, wow, right? I didn't even realize that I was mistreating myself that way, or I was allowing another person to treat me this way, or I was putting myself in these toxic environments, you know. Um, and that, I think wow. that's the big part of it is that we are—we're not even aware, we aren't aware of how low our self-worth and self-love and self-esteem is. Hmm. We aren't. That's so true. And and when did you have like your aha moment? Like, was it when you gave your life to God that like you start to started to see things change? Was it before? Were you always in the church? I think what happened was the the events that happened to me. That's when I got saved because I didn't have nowhere else to turn to with God. Um, my situations basically left me feeling very unsafe. So it felt like, God, I feel like 
I'm not going to, something's going to, something really bad is going to happen to me or I'm not going to be here anymore. Wow. Wow. And I remember yeah. being in, mm-hmm. in, in situations feeling that way, like in the midst of it. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Wow. It, it, like I had so much fear that yeah, I wow. had no other choice but to give my life to Christ. And I had to sit and just start the renewal process, start the trans, you know, transformation process. And it's something that you don't even know where to start, but I just knew I needed something. Mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't go back to what I was doing. Wow. That's mm-hmm. deep. That God had to step in and save you from not only yourself, but the current situation right. that you were facing. That's, but mm-hmm. we know that God's power can take care of all of those things, but we have to get into a place where we have nothing but a seek for him and we just, you know, let him know like we can't do it in our own strength that he right. has to come and, in and do And it. I thank God wow. for his grace and mercy because there was so much at, at that time in my life too. But there was still so much trauma that even that I was unaware of, you know, especially as women of color, black women, we just take things, we just get hit Mm -hmm. and just keep it moving because that's our normal. And keep going. You know, we're conditioned conditioned like that. that. Mm -hmm. So in the meantime, I did get saved and I knew God, but I was still suffering so much mentally and emotionally, you know, and and Mm. the roots from our self-esteem and our self-love come from that, from those, those, those experiences and those life traumas and the things that we've seen that were never addressed. And they carry along with us through our relationships, through our self-image, through our self-worth. And if we keep running away from them, it just gets deeper and deeper. There's more stuff that we have to clean out and that, that's hidden, that we don't even know that when yeah. it rises to the surface... It's overwhelming. We can't handle it. It's too much. Mm-hmm. We start to drown in it. Wow. Let me ask you this. What would be some godly advice that you would give at your point right now, this Amber, what would you give to the younger Amber? <laughs> um... I would tell her, you are growing, you are changing, you're exactly where you need to be. Don't give up. Wow. And to not be so hard on yourself while you're going through this process, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because all of that stems from feeling like, I'm not changing, this is too hard. I actually did go back into the world for a whole year. Mhm. And what After, was that like? Well, you know the Bible says it's too is is worse when you go back out. Yeah. And, and I did find myself doing things that I wouldn't imagine. Wow. And I did find myself. It was just this time I knew God, so it was like I knew how to cover myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just pray for grace and mercy that wow. um none of the things that I had experienced before would happen again. Um, mm. but mainly it was a cry for help. I, I was in so much pain through the process of healing that, you know, I didn't realize I was healing 
I just mm. wanted to get rid of it. And my only coping mechanisms before were unhealthy and toxic for me. And that's wow. all I knew. And I basically got tired. I felt like this isn't working. I'm sorry, God, I love you, but your way is not working. I need mm. to get rid of this pain right now. And, and when I say pain, I mean emotionally, mentally, psychologically yeah. pain. And I needed to escape again. So I went back into the world for about a whole year. And um, thank mm. God for his grace and his mercy, because that's when beauty came into my life. That's when I started to explore makeup artistry. And I really had no idea what was going on spiritually with it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even have an idea that it was helping me, that it was healing me. I had no idea that I was in the process of purpose. And um, it really just changed my life because it kind of kept, it reeled me in. I had something that was positive going on, you know, wow. instead of being outside in the world and into the things of the world. I had that going on. And honestly, one day, I got up and I made a major life decision and I got back into church after a year and just been going ever since. Mm-hmm. And never turned back. Wow. Now here's something interesting about you. Right now, you have a very unique yeah. look. You have you cut your hair, you're wearing it natural, but you also have like designs and stuff like that. And that's not typically something that you see, you know, in what would people would consider oh a church girl so how do you feel that works for you do you feel like that's an asset that makes you like stand out and you know makes young people draw closer to you do you feel like you get a little bit of pushback because of it like what's your uh stance on well growing up well I honestly don't feel like I'm that very stylish (laughs) I see a lot I know a lot of like Mm -hmm. other young women that I see that's close to me that I go to them for help but when it comes to my identity, I always wanted to be the girl that can walk into the room and she's noticed. And not that okay. she has to be loud, not that she has to look like, ooh, what she got on. But when she uh-huh. walks into the room, there's something about her that's different. So even as a teenager wow. and I had my group of girlfriends, I never wanted to be the girl that wanted to dress like everybody else. You know, their style um, guides and things and, you know, trends. But, like, if my yeah. best friend is wearing right. a dress, I'm wearing jeans. <laughs> and I always been that okay. type of person. And then I also, I believe in sex appeal. And I don't need, I believe mm. in it that it doesn't have to, like, your femininity doesn't have to be something, and your sexuality as a woman. We We need to learn learn it from a Christian point of view that you can embrace your body and your style and your hair in a way that is feminine without it being over-sexualized. So I always, you know, this was something I had to learn and I'm learning, but um, just for me, that was something that I always felt like kind of was part of like that aura of who I am when I, when I'm around somewhere. So Mm -hmm my style or like my non-traditional style of a church girl I never really thought about like well is the church gonna think of this a certain way um 
what would be your go-to scripture in the Bible um, for this particular topic, for somebody that's struggling with their self-esteem? Hmm. Oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> Let me think about it. Because this is something too, where I'm at in my journey, mm-hmm. that is getting deeper for me as far as truly believing what God thinks about me. Because we grow okay. up, we grow up here, and we are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, right? Like you're created in God's image. But um, I'm actually going to look at my scripture wall because I have a couple. I've been really studying about how God thinks about me. Wow. You know, because, you know, we find ourselves thinking about ourselves a certain way and don't realize how ungodly that is or believing thoughts of someone else and you have to stop and tell yourself wait a minute that's not the way God thinks about me right and then you have to go and find what are his thoughts about me you know and then that's when I turn absolutely that he thinks I'm fearfully and wonderfully made you know he loved me so much that he gave his only son um that's right so this I don't really have a go-to scripture that I can say, but um, I have one here that says, it's Psalms 139. I think Psalms 139 in general is a okay. good psalm for your self-esteem and your self-worth. But this one mm-hmm. is Psalms 139, 17, and it's the NLT version. How precious okay. are your thoughts about me, oh God? They cannot be numbered. Wow. So when I think about myself, because our self-worth and self-esteem comes from our thoughts, mm-hmm. we have to get back to, wait a minute, what does God think about me? Right. And then the yeah. person who, the one who created mm-hmm. us. And then believe those things in which he thinks, you know? So the Bible tells us that we can't even number the amount of thoughts, you know, that thinks no. about us. You know, his thoughts are precious towards us. You know, we are well loved. Um, we are his beloved. We are a royal people. We have a, a spiritual inheritance. You know, so when you really think about the royalty right. of ourselves, and it's hard because we're human. We have carnal minds. You know, yes, it's, it's, absolutely. It's extremely hard to even think of ourselves that way. You know, we see other people and we think of them like that. But it's really hard for us to think of ourselves that way. So to think of ourselves mm-hmm. that way, right. Yeah. But when you really start to study the way God thinks about you and the way he sees your self-esteem and your self-worth and your value, how valuable you are. And I, I'm going to say even like, you know, the biggest value is that Jesus did die for us. And you do grow up, you know, you do grow up hearing that. But I think that sometimes that's taken in vain. Yeah, that we don't really commit it to thought. We don't really think about it. Like we know our lives are valuable that he died for us. But do you really understand that God sent his son to die for us? So when you think about that, it's like, wow, 
why would I allow somebody to treat me that way? Or why would I treat myself this way? You know? Absolutely. And even with our bodies, it's, it's so hard for us to understand that our bodies are temples because we have the carnal mind, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's such a uh, topic that can be really hard to grasp, but even in just stewarding your body of where, just the way you present yourself, it's stewardship. Right. You know, there's so many levels. And, and I also think, you know, like the church, we think of bodies as temple when we just think about fornication or lust, but it needs to go beyond that. It needs to go with our health, our nutrition, the way that we, we clothe ourselves, the way that our hygiene is, our personal beauty routines, all of that is stewardship towards our temple. Right, because the Bible says that our bodies are a living mm-hmm. sacrament. So, um, you know, there's so many different levels to this. But as I stated before, I just want to encourage women from, like you said, from all ages, that they are beautiful. God's image. He looks at us and we are the most precious thing to him. That's what his word says. And we have to look at ourselves that way. And when we look at ourselves that way, it draws others to you. You know, even when you're not necessarily looking your best, like the way you would put yourself up, people naturally Uh will see a beauty about yourself when you feel good about yourself. Because there's a boldness that comes from God and there's Mm -hmm. a confidence that comes from you're knowing your identity right. in God. And you're wow. authentic. Because there's so many beautiful women out here. Definitely. But some of that is so masked. You know, the be- some yeah. of the beauty is just too fake. You know, some of the beauty is just wow. too much. That it's like, who is the real woman behind all of this? Right. And being comfortable mm-hmm. in your own skin. And it doesn't always have to be a face full of makeup or this 40-inch weave right. or something. And I am not no, knocking right, it. Because that's, the way we, that's, you know, right, that's the way we express ourselves. So it's nothing wrong with those things, you know. So I believe in the power of beauty, but I also believe in just your authentic beauty, understanding that this is who you are. You're not trying to cover up, you know. You're not trying to be something that you're trying to um, copy. You know, this is what you really right. want. This is how you really feel, you know. How you feel most mm-hmm. comfortable. How you, right. What makes wow. you feel the most comfortable. Wow. That was awesome. Amber, we thank you for coming on with us. Um, I hope this is not the last time that you'll be able to join us. Um, we'll definitely, you and I, we definitely keep in touch yeah. with each other. And it's good to fellowship with, you know, and you still have your differences and everything you know because we're all one body and christ loves us all so it's good that you build you know fellowship and relationships with one another and we can sit down and have these conversations and still it be from a not just a carnal standpoint but also a biblical standpoint while still expressing our own personal beliefs on the subject matter again ladies and gentlemen you can get Amber at Amber Taylor Artistry. That's on Instagram. That is on Facebook for her ministry where she builds up other young women 
um, that would be Your Sacred Beauty. And that is also a Facebook group and it is on Instagram. And of course, if you missed any of this, you could always get the um, email us for the Jesus three, and we would definitely send you her information. And again, we can't thank you enough for coming on here, sharing this time with us, expressing how you feel, you know, being very um, open about your past experiences and just your testimony brings healing thank to somebody so else. And we just thank you for your time. Excited. We appreciate you, you guys. Immensely. And I hope to see you all on social media. You can follow me as Chandra said, and I would love to connect with you all. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to you the creator of King Citizens, and that would be the awesome Tasha Smith. Tasha, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. No, the pleasure is all mine because uh, let me give everybody a little background about you. Um, she comes from a very uh, anointed family, a awesome lineage. She has her own thing going. We're not going to talk too much about her family, but she has her own go thing going. I did a little vetting of her. She has a clothing line of monks doing uh, makeup and things of that nature. So let me give you the floor and you can tell everybody about, you know, the different areas that you create. Okay. Thank you. Um, well, some of the things that I am into, I'm into hair and makeup. I've been doing hair and makeup since I was very young and then professionally for quite a few years now. Uh, and also I have, I do have my own clothing line and everything is um, under the name Royanity and that comes from my middle name. So that's where okay. I, I birthed that from. I did all of this, the hair, the makeup, the clothing, um, because as you know, I did develop Kingdom Minded Citizens, and what that is about is the spiritual aspect, but I love anything that can bring confidence to people. I'm into anything uh, that helps with the outward appearance, the character, as well as the inward. Um, I do want to help people build the confidence that sometimes I didn't have and that I know a lot of people struggle with, so that's my thing. Right. So how long has uh, Kingdom Minded Citizens been in effect? Um, even before I put it out there, it has been in effect for about, uh, goodness, I would say about 15 years. Wow. it's a long time. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, is your clothing line exclusive to just women or it caters to both genders? My clothing line is right now um, for women. And I'm releasing one thing at a time. So right now it has women. Um, and I'm about to release a men's line. Um, and a children's line. I was, you know, they requested me to do that. Awesome. How can we, uh, if somebody was interested, how could they get in contact with you? What uh, forum do you, is your preferred, you know, means of communication, whether it's email, um, social media, could you just drop your handle for us? Sure. Um, you could find anything if you look up Roy Anity, that's R-O-Y-N as in Nancy, and again, I-T-Y. Um, I would prefer that someone email me at royanity at gmail.com. This way you would be able to get me for any of my um, ventures. If it has to do okay. with King Kingdom Minded Citizens, uh, the email address is mind is on kingdom at gmail.com. Uh, now getting into Kingdom Minded Citizens is... Um... 
they're a preferred demographic? Do you do speaking engagements? What does that entail exactly? Uh, Kingdom-minded citizens uh, is not just a typical ministry. It does um, entail uh, speaking engagements. I do Mm -hmm. accept speaking engagements, but it is also for different kinds of platforms. It could be positive speaking. It could be preaching. It could be mentoring. Mm -hmm. Um, It deals with a lot. It all, uh, we also have uh, different outreach programs. Um, As I mentioned before, it is to build confidence. So we do a lot with the young people. I do a lot of volunteer work and because a little um, thing about me that I haven't really gotten into was Um, Also that I was a dancer. So there are a lot of young girls who are out there who uh, love dancing and I have like a dance ministry that I teach on the side. So Kingdom Minded Citizens is broad. It's all about displaying the love of Christ. Right. And as you know, we brought you on to talk about um, making peace with the mirror. And we find because my platform is generally targeted to young adults, millennials, and everybody underneath, but it has been broadening and we do have a a larger listening fan base. But I wanted to get into the pressures of young women and fitting into what society considers the norm or appropriate like beauty standards and things of that nature, but how do we not feel ostracized, but still, um, you know, embody what Christ is all about. And I think you would be a perfect person to kind of break that down for us because you are multifaceted and you do makeup, you do hair, you have a clothing line. So let me give you the floor. Okay. Uh, Well, basically, I feel um, that it is very important. I'm just going to start here. I feel like it is very important for us to work with the inward man um, and the outward man. And... um, The reason why I do this, as I mentioned, is because there are a lot of people that don't feel comfortable and they don't know where they fit or what their boundaries are, what they can wear, what they can't wear, what's appropriate, what's not. And it's not really what I come to find out is not necessarily exactly what you uh, put on. You don't have to put on what I guess you would see others wear. You don't have to put on. Uh, how people would feel comfortable with you wearing. Now, there is a such thing as appropriation, and you need to be appropriate for whatever arena. Just like if you were to have a job or job interview, you do want to be appropriate. Um, Uh And so that's where I come in. The outward is not just for one style of what I think you should look like. It is how you feel and what you feel comfortable with. As long as it is something appropriate and by appropriate i mean comfortable if you go to church you should be able to feel comfortable and you should be able to worship without worrying how you know you feel or what your clothes are going to be like and how they're going to shift so i think Mm -hmm. that is very important that we realize you can develop your own style and be who you want to be and i think that is very important because a lot of times we're condemned for how we feel and what we want to look like you want to be instead of just knowing that, first of all, we need to make sure that we are an example, depending on who's looking uh-huh. at us and whatever it is. But we also want to make sure that we're comfortable because our walk with Christ is not um, 
this is two sides. It's not about mm-hmm. looking like you don't have anything or you don't come from anything. You know, you don't want to look, you want to look very uh, homely, so to say. Um, right. It's not about that. But it's also not about getting in the church and trying to flaunt everything you have and be uncomfortable either. True. So you have to find that medium. And so I think okay. that's very important. Right. Now, as a young woman, how do you still maintain your uniqueness, your young, your youth without looking homely? Is that something that's just based on like the house rules for wherever you're, uh, you choose to worship? Or is this just like a certain guideline that we should be following? What would be your advice when it comes to like makeup? Because I know when you are a minister and things like that, for clergy, there is a standard of makeup. If you're going to wear makeup, what that um, encompasses. Okay, so because I have a lot of experience with the different types of houses, different types of looks, uh, as Mm -hmm. for clergy, and I've been there for years, as for clergy, when you are wearing your attire, you want to look appropriate, which means you don't want to wear loud makeup. You want to look as natural as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. Even when I do makeup, if it's a large event and they have to wear Mm -hmm. clergy, and I have done makeup for others, I would do something like a natural foundation or even concealer depending on the skin okay. type. and then you want to do the brows and maybe like a little bit of natural highlighting and contouring nothing over the top not too light and too dark not something so obvious you want to do the natural um, looking highlight contour and like a simple lip nude lip very mm-hmm. moderate um, as for your different um as you mentioned, it depends on where you worship. So if you feel comfortable and this is the house that you are in and you know what their guidelines are, their standards are, this is how you feel and you agree with it. If you Mm -hmm. go to that house of worship, then you have to agree with what it is, the standard that they set for the house. So with that being said, if they say minimal makeup or they say dress this way or look that way, you might, mm-hmm. you might as well agree with it because this is the house you go to. But if right. you're a house where uh, they don't emphasize too much on that, um, but they do want you to look away, I would say uh, find the way that you find yourself is you find what's comfortable, something that goes with the house and something that still exhibits your look. So what mm-hmm. you want to show is, um, for instance, uh, I've, visited this church which is a beautiful church a wonderful church and my family still fellowships there and they still wear comfortable clothing jeans uh slacks something like that Mm -hmm. they express themselves however they want but they still wear clothing that does not shift too much when they worship they're able to jump around and be free and so that's Mm -hmm. what you want to do you want to make sure that you have that freedom Right, that it's not restrictive. Now, what do you say to somebody that's not churchy at all, uh, but their heart loves the Lord, they just started coming to fellowship, and maybe they don't resolve the issues with... Okay, what I would say the best way that you would approach a young woman that doesn't exactly know... Good. The easiest thing to say to a young woman who has not been uh, 
into the church like that. The easiest thing that I could say is uh, the Bible does say come as you are. We have to look mm-hmm. at the context. But I would say come in and uh be who you are you know god will give you the conviction when it's time to change if you feel like you need to change your look god will give you that conviction and he'll tell you what's right Uh. and what's not right you know what i mean it's not for i mean if you agree with your leadership then yes by all means go with the leadership of the house but god will give you the conviction and he'll tell you if it's okay um in a quick story I felt uncomfortable sometimes going to church because I know some, like I've had a lot of body changes. And so with the changes of my body, I wore certain things that may have looked Uh. okay like a couple of weeks ago and then all of a sudden it didn't look okay. And so uh, there were times where I was made to feel uncomfortable. And again, right. we're not we're not talking about my family church because you know we go to a family. I go to my family's church, um, and my brother's a bishop, and my mom is is my pastor. But I was made to feel uh-huh. uncomfortable, and there were other leaders who had the nerve to right. talk about me and talk about how I dressed and made me feel uncomfortable, and and started making ministry life difficult wow. for me and all of that. And I didn't think my clothes Uh were that bad. I know that maybe it could have been better to my standard, not to anyone else's, but I was made to feel bad to the point where I sat in the church Uh and I didn't want to worship because I felt so uncomfortable. I was like, why is it so much about my clothes? So that is something Uh that we have to really uh, take consideration of. And so with that being said, I learned to be comfortable with myself and I learned that as things happen, I may have to adjust my wardrobe, but I cannot feel uh-huh. like I'm not free to worship God because of someone else's perspective. And so how right. you feel, what God says to you, and even how you connect mm-hmm. to your leadership is very, very important. Wow. That was great. Um Let me get into this because as I'm talking about making peace with the mirror, I come in contact with a a lot of young women that either they wear makeup, they don't wear makeup, it's whatever their personal preferences. But being a woman in general, we all go through those things, like you said, your body changes, you know, how you feel about yourself. And I'm starting to come into contact with young women that don't like looking at themselves. They used to have a level of confidence that no longer exists. And I kind of feel like that equates to God's love for them, Mm -hmm. that they're not exactly, um, they haven't come into the full revelation of it. Mm -hmm. And they don't also understand the value of themselves. And what would you say to a young woman that's dealing with Wow, that's a big one. And that was a difficult one for me. So uh, I would say that it is difficult sometimes when you don't see your worth. There were a lot of times I looked at myself in the mirror because of, and this is a big one, how people treated me. So because of how uh, the situations that I've dealt with, um, I'm a single mom. And so the situations I've dealt with 
with my son's father, the situations that I've dealt with with friends betraying me and okay. other abusive relationships that I was in. I uh -huh. did not really value myself. And so one thing that I like to talk about right. in Kingdom-Minded Citizens when I'm doing a video, when I'm writing a post, when I'm up speaking, when I'm doing an inspirational word, whatever it is, is the love of God. And that should be the culture of the church. So the confidence that you have it stems from the love of God. And there are right. two important things. We must show the love of God to everyone. There must be a greeter, someone with the right spirit that exhibits that love when we first walk through the doors of the church. And that'll give us a hope and let us feel a godly love and a godly presence. And the next uh -huh. thing is, and the most important thing is, we must know how God feels about us and know our worth. And so a lot of times I didn't know my worth. And so what I'll say right. to you is when you look in the mirror, you should see the, the being that God has created. And there are things that yes, are not healthy, or there are things that, um, that we can do better, but do not go, be down on yourself because of where you are or how uncomfortable you feel with yourself work towards becoming better uh -huh. so if there are things that you feel like you could do better okay do better take it a step at a time make it a process do not be uh come down on yourself and then there are other things where if you look at yourself uh -huh. and, you know there are not things you know there aren't really things that you feel like you need to change it's just because someone else has put that in your head understand that your biggest downfall could be people and that is a lot in the church. Every uh, a lot of people's downfall wow. uh, stems from other uh -huh. people and how they feel about you. And the reality is this: I don't care who starts this, who talks about this, who says wow. that about you, who tries to make you feel like you're less than, who tries to compete. At the end of the day, you have to understand that you are somebody in God, and whatever happens. I know it's cliche, but it happens for a reason. I had to learn uh -huh. some things happen because, uh, quick story, really quick story. Uh -huh. uh, I had this situation and um, sure, it, it was somebody that was dear to uh -huh. my heart, like really dear to my heart. And I was in a relationship with that person. And so things did not go well. Okay. And I, I felt embarrassed by this situation. It was terrible. I felt embarrassed. And this has happened so many times, uh. but this one person was the worst of them all. It really was embarrassed. And then that person uh, really betrayed me with someone else that was dear to wow. me. It was so much. And, and I'll be, I will be able to give my story soon, but it was so uh. crazy that you know, at this point, because of where I am now, I saw it differently than I saw it a couple of years ago, because when I saw it a couple of years ago, I didn't handle it right. But this time I was able to say it happened right. for a reason, because the disconnect was because God did not want to bless these people. I'm talking about people who should not be in certain uh -huh. positions that should not be blessed because they don't do what they wow. need to do. As far as God is concerned, as far as ministry, they put everything in front of God. So don't feel dismayed uh -huh. or discouraged because of other people. You never know wow. what God is shielding you from. Absolutely. And when you were going through this hard time, 
and you say you didn't handle it the right way during this time, did that impact the way um, you Well, this yourself? happened, unfortunately, did, twice with the same that? person. So the first time it happened, it was that I did not value myself. For years, I was down on myself. Wow. I looked at myself. I hated myself. I looked in the mirror, and I literally said, mm. this is why that person doesn't love you. This is why that person doesn't you you're not this you're not that you're not pretty enough I compared myself to my sisters I compared myself to everybody because I felt like I was not good enough like why would you treat me this way why would you feel that because I'm good enough I can't sing as well I can't I don't look as pretty I can't dress as nice have you know I just compared myself to so many people and I compared myself Uh. to family members and I I looked at myself and was just disgusted with myself I hated myself so much like you don't understand how you know when you hate yourself when you hate yourself and don't see the worth you are no good to anyone and so when I handled it that way it just brought anybody. more mm-hmm. and more negativity. And so this is why I speak strongly against it because it, it spiraled out of control. I went from person to person who was abusive. It wasn't just one person, it was another person that was abusive. It was more than one situation where I was hurt and rejected. It was more than one situation where I was embarrassed and clowned in front of people. It was more than one situation where I was talked down to. And when I say talked down to, talk down to it was terrible and I allowed it from person to person I became suicidal a lot of these things happened Mm -hmm. because I didn't know my worth I didn't know who I was and so the difference between that time and this time is I am in such a better place that I started seeing the positive and anyone who's negative cannot be in my circle. So let's start there. Get any negativity Uh, out of your circle, out of your surroundings. Right. It can be family. It can be who you call friends. Get the negativity out of there. If they're not talking your language and not going where you see yourself going, get them out of the way. And it doesn't mean you don't love them, but you don't have time for the negativity. And then uh-huh. the next thing is you have to start knowing the love of God. And one of my favorite songs is, is called right. Reckless Love by Corey Asbury, where we understand that there is nothing that God won't do for us. Okay. And once we know that God loves us that much, we begin to see how, how, worth, how much worth it we are than we thought we were. You know, so... And then I started to see other things. So years ago, when I handled that situation, Mm -hmm. I spiraled out of control. But this time, I didn't open my mouth once. I didn't argue for myself. I didn't fend for myself. I still don't check on the situations. I don't care. Because now I know, well, God has something great for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Is there a moment that when this was all going down that you can pinpoint that just your whole perspective the second time around was just totally different. Cause sometimes there's like a moment where we all hit like rock bottom and then you can pick, go back to that one point where it's just like, you kind of have like this aha moment that it's like, no, it doesn't have to be like that. Like, this is what God says about me. He says, I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. He like cares about the every hair on my head. Like, is there that one moment um, for you that you're like, no. Yes not and no. Anymore. I would say there were situations that happened before that, that made me 
uh, see what it was. And so the situations that happened before that was with friendships and people betraying me, Mm. family, friends, a whole bunch of things that transpired. And I began to surround myself with positivity, as I said. And so I would normally fail this test. I would be the one that's loud and like, oh, I'm going to embarrass you and I'm going to do this and I'm going to make myself feel better. But because of all the situations that hit me, uh, (laughs) you know, as you say, rock bottom, like there's nowhere to go but up. Once all those situations hit, I was already below. So when this last situation hit me, I was like, well, I made it through those. And I came out with such positivity that I, there was no way I could fail this test. I was like, this is not happening. I know what you did to me the first time. I'll never be there again. And and so my my mindset was, uh, you know, I let you get me there before. I should have known better this time, but it doesn't matter. It's not going to phase me. I should have known better, but I didn't do better. So I'm just going to brush it off my shoulders and I'm not going to say anything. God can get people. You can. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a real true saying. And it says to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So let's take this another way. What do you say to these young women? And we're not even talking about young adults. We're talking about the pressures of teenagers now. Because when we were growing up, it was a little bit different. I mean, we still had like rap videos and stuff like that. But it's like they have no real programs. Everything is reality TV. It's the pressures to look like the Kardashians, to wear wigs and all of this other stuff. Like they don't have the same innocence um, that we used to have. What do you say to the young girl? Because she doesn't look like, you know, who was ever on the cover of People magazine. And now she wants to go get like a Brazilian butt lift or something like that. Be you and rock you. You know what I mean? Like nobody can be you but you. There can be many imitators, but there's only one you. So why not be the best you that you can be? And so what I mean by that is I'm the best Tasha that... I could be, you're the best Chandice, right? That you could be. And so what I'm saying is no Mm -hmm. matter what your name is, you be the best you that you could be. Right. And so, um, a lot of the times I do encounter these young girls and I, like I said, I mentor a lot of these young girls and I was actually, um, still an an active youth leader in my church. So, I encounter young girls that might feel like they have to put themselves out there or they don't feel as confident in themselves. So they have to take a certain kind of picture or be about a certain lifestyle to get attention. And so what I simply say Mm -hmm. to them is there is so much more to you. God has uh, these opportunities for you, even prophetic words that have come to them. There's so many things that are out there for you and you don't have to get caught up in this. What you need to do is you become the person that your peers want to be. Right. You know what I mean? And not that someone should you or someone should make you their God, but you be the person that your peers Mm -hmm. aspire to be, which is an entrepreneur or someone who is a leader in the church, someone who can sing and do all this. I have some young girls that I've shown them different ways. There are some that have natural hair, some that have relaxed hair, some that like a weave and some that don't. And 
I let them rock them. So I did this one girl's hair and her hair was natural and I showed her how to do the most amazing styles to herself. She looked at it and she was in awe, uh-huh. had natural hair. I'm going to let you rock your natural hair and show you how it's done. Um, there are these girls and up to a certain age, right. like I'm not going to do any heavy makeup on you. I Even if you were... 15 you're going to an event or something like that we have to come to an understanding mm-hmm. now it it is um those times where it is a parent's choice that's fine but I'm gonna make sure you know like you don't need that you get you a little bit of highlight or something like that I want them to feel comfortable with who they are so I'll say to you if you're listening be comfortable with who you are. Learn how to rock your right. curly hair. Learn how to rock your braids, your twists. Learn how to rock your straight hair, your weaves, your waves, whatever it is that you have. Learn how to rock it and be the best you that you can be. Set a trend. Always be a trendsetter. Never a follower. Always be a trendsetter. Right. Wow. I think that's some amazing insight and advice for the young women that will be tuning in and listening to you and is there any other final remarks that you want to leave or want to share with us what i would say uh, is that i appreciate you for this platform um not for myself but for people who are listening the different topics that you're coming up with i think it's incredible what you're doing and i would say that um This is not the beginning for you, obviously, and it's nowhere near the end for you. You know what I mean? So you you will do some great things. And I really, really appreciate it. And to those who are listening, we need more positivity in this world. We need more people who will stand up and be themselves, who are loving themselves and show other people how to love. Uh, themselves as well we need people who know how to love each other there's a lot of hate in the world but if one person listening can be an example of love if one person listening could be uh the example of how others should treat each other, it could catch on. It could be infectious. You know what I mean? You don't have to do it to be seen. You don't have to do it to make a name for yourself. Do it just because it is something that you want to catch on. And let's remember what our focus is. It's all back to to Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? So let us know what, let us remember what our focus is. Let us remember to always put on our A game. No matter what it is, what your A game is, what you want to look like, always put your best foot forward. And that is important for me because when you don't feel so good about yourself or when you feel like others are down on you, they don't receive who you are. They don't love you the way you want them to. You put your best foot forward. I guarantee you that'll make you feel better because you'll start to see who you really are for yourself. Absolutely. That was awesome. And I thank you for your kind words. And I look forward to working with you in the future. Um, We know that you are deep, you have deep roots within the church and in ministry. So could you share with us one of your favorite scriptures that would, that you would give to a young woman or even a young man that's struggling with finding their own identity? There are so many that I could give. Um, It's a on what it is that is stopping you from seeing your (laughs) identity in Christ. But I would say, uh, 
we definitely need scriptures to see God's love. Um, so one scripture is, and I know that it's so basic and I know that it's the foundation of salvation, but for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so the perspective that's John three sixteen, read it in its entirety. But the perspective that I want you to take from that is regardless of how you feel, regardless of what people say, regardless of how you talk to yourself. Sometimes you could be your worst enemy, regardless of how you feel. Remember, God loved you so much that he sent someone to save your soul, to save you from darkness, someone who can help you lighten the load. It's not easy, this walk of life, but I guarantee you it's a lot easier with God on your side, especially when you're obedient and you trust him. There's not a thing that you can't do. When you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart and the desires of your heart will begin to become those of what God has for you simply because you know how much he loves you. If you delight yourself in him, which is another scripture, he will give you the desires of your heart. And again, those desires will begin to become what he sees for you, what he has in store for you. So just remember, he loved you so much that you should love yourself enough to know your worth. Wow, that's an amazing point to leave off with. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I have the lovely, intelligent Tasha Smith from Kingdom Minded Citizens. You can catch her on Instagram. You can catch her on Facebook. She's in the process of getting her website up, but you can definitely keep up with her, get notifications, you know, follow her on her social media pages. She also gave you her email earlier in the podcast. And again, we thank you so much for coming and being transparent with us and just giving us a real understanding of you as an individual what it's like to be a part of ministry and just what the everyday struggles of what it is to be a woman and you also were you know shared with us that you're a single mom and that's another thing that I guess um we also struggle with as well and in the future we're going to be doing a podcast with another young lady and I would definitely love to bring you back to talk about the struggles of you know, being in the church yeah. and being a single mom, because that in itself is a whole nother animal that has nothing to do with, you know, identity and how you feel about yourself, because that comes with its own set of burdens. But again, we thank you so much for taking time out to come on here, share your words of wisdom and knowledge with everybody, the wisdom that the Lord gave to you. It was for having absolutely such boldness my pleasure. Thank you so much. For you, and we just Sorry that uh, we were a little pressed for time at the end and we had to cut that. uh, We got cut a little short. However, I just wanted to uh, yet again thank these lovely ladies, both Amber and Tasha, for coming on to the Jesus 3 podcast. It is greatly appreciated. We thank you so much for sharing your insight, being transparent with us, and just taking time to uh, just really communicate and dive into this issue about making peace with the mirror. And as we're wrapping up this particular topic, I just wanted to share a couple of scriptures with you guys, my final takes on it, and also advise that you guys could always find us on Anchor, which is the Jesus 3, and you can, you know, call in, leave questions, comments, we left our handles, you guys know how to find us, so we're just going to pick it up from here, and I wanted to remind you guys that this isn't just a topic, although we exclusively handled women's issues, but this is across the board and it's applicable to everyone, and 
you know, although it's a bunch of women talking about a particular topic, this is for the husband that might not understand his, you know, his wife or the, the father who's raising the, the 14 year old daughter, or, you know, this is a broad sort of topic and it targets the, the seven year old, the 15 year old, the 55 year old, the 75 year old that hasn't resolved certain issues in their lives and they need maybe healing or just deliverance or somebody that, you know, they can connect with that understands this struggle and what they're going through, or they haven't quite come to the resolve of God's agape love for them. And you heard me talk about that earlier, but what is agape love? And that is the ultimate form of love because they say there's four types of love. And agape love is God's unconditional love that means no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstances, that God loves you and he genuinely loves you. Like not some abstract thought, but he loves you and he loves you right where you are. Even whether you're on the mountaintop or you're in a low place and you're still trying to figure out your identity. God is there for you and he really does love you. We know that in our minds, but we don't always live like that. But the reality is that God's love surrounds us day by day and it is revealed to us through his Bible verses. And I wanted to point out that God's love is steadfast and unchanging. And it's not contingent upon whether you do everything right or if you cross every T and dot every I. And his love is there to comfort us during those hard times, during those things we we don't understand why our life has taken a particular course. His love is also revealed to us through his son, Jesus Christ, who he sent to die on Calvary for us 2,000 years ago. That he died for every sin that was committed back then, every sin that's committed right now, and all the things that were going to come short and fall and fail moving forward. And his love is poured into us through the Holy Spirit. And he said to us that when he left, he was going to leave the comforter for us. And that is the Holy Spirit that comes on us. And it comes in us and it's a part of us. And his love is not only about our love for ourselves and our love for him. But it's also about our love for one another. So I just wanted to point out a couple of scriptures that I thought would uh, be valuable. And they just are highlights of in the word where it talks about God's love for us. And I'm going to start with Romans 5, 8. And so God showed his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 2 to 5 says, through him... We have also obtained access by faith into grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This week, take a few minutes to meditate on these scriptures about God's love and ask the Lord to show you how you can reflect his love in not only your life, but in the life of others. And on that note, I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate every comment on social media, all of the reviews. Please go to uh, both Apple and Google's Play Store and review the Jesus 3 podcast. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Um, we hope that you join us for the next episode. And 
I just pray that the love of God surrounds you. And I thank you for sharing this time and allowing me to, you know, be a part of you. I thank you. Thank you for listening and be sure to follow us on social media.